My hole! Your hole! What happened? It's all over the place. My whole nose. Yeah, it's a uh, boy. My hole has been is the only thing that could get Nia Jax to be a top trending tweet. Court, this just then. Courtney Love is planning on being at WrestleMania to take on <laughs> Nia Jax. Hole versus hole. <laughs> that's I, some. I love that's some celebrity deathmatch shit. I love the whole. Uh, well, I love the whole whole thing. I think I think it's awesome. I think it's something that you know in real life would have been said a long time ago in wrestling. You know, yeah. don't, don't forget uh X Pac. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> he tore his sphincter. It's like he should have been saying my hole. Then it would just be a callback now, and everybody be happy. I know. Oh, it's been a. Um, Pretty quiet week in wrestling. I think once the uh, once on on when Monday starts out with my hole, you just can't top it. So you're like, all right, we're just gonna lay low this week, start over next week because nobody's beating my hole. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. <laughs> so it has been a pretty uh, pretty quiet week in wrestling, but some some good stuff happening. Some good shows. Yeah, yeah. Impact was great. Dynamite was great. I'm sure NXT was good. Yeah, yeah. SmackDown happened. I remember that. I remember it happened. Well, it's happening. Or it's happening. I don't know what day anything's on anymore. <laughs> we live in a streaming world, Pasty. It's just, I have no idea what day anything is on. I just, when it pops up, We're I We're living in a streaming world. And I am hurting my hole. <laughs> we've got two shows that look like they're going to be good coming up. Um, I've been failing at my resolution of uh, watching it, keeping up with NXT because I don't know a lot of <laughs> what's going on here in NXT. But it's quick. It's okay. It's fun. We're going to see uh, uh, at least for it me. Just, that's, that's supposed to prove NXT is the new Japan of America. You only watch the big shows. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see the Rascals in the NXT for the first. It'll be the first time for me to yes. see them. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. Uh, Trey Miguel is back in Impact doing his thing. So he's going to be. And he's so badass, Edgelord with Sammy Callahan. Like, I'm going to fuck you in the butt. That's what their promo seemed like. It was pretty great. It's all about butts this week. It's, it's my hole. <laughs> it's all about the hole, baby. Oh, we should have called it the whole shebang. I mean, you still can. I still can. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> and talking about the whole shebang, Pacey, that brings us to the top of the show because the most exciting time of year is when WWE has announced their fourth quarter and full year 2020 financial results. Yes, we know that's the news you all can't wait to hear. And you tune in each week just hoping the quarter's up. Just can't wait. Pins and needles, they say. Pins and needles. My hole! <laughs> Basically, I'll start us off with uh, your favorite, the fourth quarter consolidated results. And trust me, <sighs> folks, you're glad we consolidate these results because they could get they get lengthy and wordy anyways. They're even worse when you actually read the whole Thing. The hole. Nobody can escape the hole. 
Oh my gosh, I feel like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh. Starting out pasty, revenues for fourth quarter were $238.2 million, which is actually sounds like a huge number, but it's a decrease of 26% or $84.6 million. That's pretty big, but that was primarily due to the absence of the company's huge events and uh, blood money that comes from Saudi Arabia, as well as, let's face it, the absence of ticket and merchandising sales. Um, and this What about all those third-party revenues they're bringing in? <laughs> that resulted from the cancellation, postponement, and relocation of live events due to public health concerns related to COVID-19. So um, even though merchandise sales are down in total, um, I do know that WWE shop has had its best year as well. It's just shot through the roof because that's the only place you can get them now. Right. We also have the uh, operating income, which was $36.2 million, a decrease of 64%. That's what happens when Brock Lesnar is not around. Million. <laughs> And uh, this is primarily driven by the absence of live events and, to a lesser extent, Brock Lesnar not being around. <laughs> and also a $7 million increase in management incentive compensation. So, in other words, $7 million went to giving management a bonus after they released a bunch of wrestlers. Oh, that's so um, great. Also $6 million increase in stock compensations, which... Uh, Means the went to pay off the firefighters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm company, starting to understand these reports, Fat Man. You're reading it. The company's it's like it's like I'm reading them and you're like the translator. <laughs> the company's operating income margin decreased to 15.2 percent from 30.9 percent, which is never good. But something that is good is your adjusted OBITDA which excludes the stock compensations as mentioned above. And that was 51.2 million, a decrease of 52% or 56.4 million. The company's adjusted OBITDA margin decreased to 21.5 from 33.3%. Basically your OBITDA is everything that the, the company takes in after after you've paid everything you have to pay, after you've paid venues, after you've paid contracts, after you've paid taxes, after you've paid everything, that's what was brought in. So um, they lost about $5 million in that. Pretty, that's, that's not good. But net income is $13.6 million or $0.16 cents per diluted share. Ouch. That's a decrease from $69.3 million, which was a $0.78 cent per diluted share in the fourth quarter of 2019. <laughs> and By now! Exactly. <laughs> that's reflecting the lower operating performance. It's uh, almost every company it's happening to. It's not, it's not crazy to see that. Current period results also reflects an after-tax loss of $5.8 million which was related to certain equity investments and $1 million in after-tax severance expenses resulting from a reduction in force due to COVID-19. Now, excluding these items, adjusted net income was $20.4 million or $0.24 cents per diluted share. And finally, cash flow generated by operating activities, $62.4 million they brought in. Sounds really nice, and I'd like to bring that in in a in just a quarter pasty. But 
<laughs> Amazingly, that's a decrease from 119.4 million, again driven by the lower operating performances. Free cash flow was 56.2 million, which is almost uh almost half of last quarter 106.6 million. And again, uh change in in operating cash flow. Woo, that was exciting. Very exciting. It's nice to see things not going well for them for once, almost. Well, I mean, let's be honest. They're doing okay. I know. I want to know how much of this is bullshit and how much money he's got stashed offshore somewhere. Oh, tons. What do you think that, how do you think they got that relationship with Saudi Arabia? (laughs) Yep. He's he's still getting paid for that every year. (laughs) (laughs) They They just don't see it. You took my favorite segment, Fat Mac. I'm sorry. Usually I'd let us move on to this week in pro wrestling history, but because of that, I'm going to cover the full year 2020 consolidated results. You son of a bitch. That's right. Bonus segment. (laughs) You need some preparation H for that hole. Yes, sir. The old prep. Maybe a cushy bidet. I need some preparation (laughs) Triple H. (laughs) Ah, All right, folks. Time for the big news. Revenue was $974.2 million, an increase of 1% or $13.8 million. Holy shit. 1% is $13.8 million. I want 1%. Yeah, I'll just take, you know what? I'll take point point five percent Right. Fuck. <laughs> 0.2. Yeah. Uh, yes. As the growth in core content, content rights fees was largely offset by the loss of live event ticket and merchandise sales, as well as the absence of large-scale event in Saudi Arabia. These losses are resulted from the cancellation, postponement, and relocation of live events due to public health concerns related to COVID-19, beginning in mid-March 2020. Operating income was $208.6 million, an increase of 79%, or $92.1 million, primarily div- driven by a substantial increase in core content rights fees, which have a high incremental margin. The increase in operating income was partially offset by $10 million. Increase in management incentive compensations. An $8.5 million increase in depreciation and amortization, primarily associated with the company's workplace strategy, and a $7 million increase in severance expense resulting from the reduction in force due to COVID-19. The company's operating income margin increased 21.4% from just 12.1%. So long story short, it's uh, it's good to get a management position within WWE Inc. Right, yep. Well, until he fires your ass, too. Yeah, oh, I'm fired. Chocolate I love it. Adjusted OBITA, which excludes stock compensation, was $286.2 million, an increase of $106.2 million, or 59%. Damn. 
Adjusted OBITDA includes, excludes the $7 million in severance expense, as described above. The company's adjusted OBITDA margin increased to 29.4% from 18.7%. Net income was $131.8 million, or $1.56 per diluted share, an increase from $77.1 million, or $0.85 per diluted share in the prior year, primarily due to stronger operating performance partially offset by the impact of the finance lease that commenced in July 2019 related to the company's new headquarters. It's got a lot of use. (laughs) Current period's results also reflected an after-tax net loss of $4.4 million, driven by impairment charges on certain equity investments partially offset by net realized gains of marketplace securities and $5.4 million in after-tax severance expense, as described above. Excluding these items, adjusted net income was $141.6 million or $1.68 per diluted share. Cash flows generated by operating activities were $319.9 million, an increase from $121.7 million, primarily due to changes in working capital and stronger operating performance. Free cash flow was $292.3 million, an increase from $52.6 million, primarily driven by the increase of operating cash flow and, to a lesser extent, a decrease in capital expenditures. Meaning they fired a bunch of people. Right. <laughs> to a lesser extent. To a lesser extent. <laughs> cash, cash equivalents, and short-term investments were $593 million as of December 31st, 2020, which includes $100 million borrowed under the company's revolving line of credit. Of the $200 million borrowed during the second quarter 2020, $100 million was repaid in the fourth quarter of 2020, and the remainder was repaid in January 2021. As a result, the company currently estimates debt capacity under its revolving line of credit of $200 million. Give me that credit line. I know, right? <laughs> Holy shit. Shit. Let's so- go eat the rich. <laughs> So basically, all of this comes down to they didn't need to fire the the wrestlers they fired. They were just fine financially without it. They might have been in the management wouldn't have got their bonuses. But yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like they might have been in the red a little bit, but every company was. This is this is their highest grossing year ever during a pandemic. I don't know if any other company can say that. On the flip side, though. A lot of the performers they let go, I don't know if it was financially better for them, but creatively they seem to really be happy to have been let go and moving on. So, you know, there's positives and there's negatives. Yes, indeed. Now that we've driven away all the listeners, Fat Mac, why don't we snap into this week in pro wrestling history? Ah, oh, and this is a good one. If you were bored with the bullshit that we just read, boy, you're going to come back because this is all about entertainment. Because one of the most entertaining people in the world made their debut on February 12th, 1985, and that was Jimmy Hart, who debuted at a TV taping in Poughkeepsie, New York. 
On that show, he managed both Greg the Hammer Valentine and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. The Hammer and the Anvil goes together. A few weeks later, he was on the first WrestleMania where he stood in the corner for Intercontinental Champion Greg the Hammer Valentine for his title defense against Junkyard Dog. And he also seconded King Kong Bundy for his nine-second victory over Special Delivery Jones. Yes, known as the Mouth of the South, Hart would become one of the most successful managers in WWF history during his eight-year tenure. It just feels like he was there way longer than eight years, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. He managed championship reigns by uh, Johnny Valentine, the Hart Foundation, Honky Tonk Man, the Glamour Girls, Money, Inc., the Mountie, and, of course, Hulk Hogan. And then when Hogan signed with WCW, so did Jimmy Hart. The move proved to be fruitful one for the mouth of the South, as he soon managed Hogan all the way to the top of the company as the Hulkster captured the WCW championship. Yes, indeed. Long before Hart was known as the mouth of the South and one of the greatest managers in wrestling history, he was one of the lead singers of the Gentries, a rock and roll band best known for their 1965 hit song, Keep On Dancing. The song was favorite of Jerry the King Lawler, who went to Memphis Treadwell High School a couple years after Hart. And when Lawler became a professional wrestler in late 1970s, he asked Hart to be his manager. What a world. You can also check out music from the Gentries on Beef Sticks Podcast, the soundtrack on Spotify. Yep, but that isn't all he did. Not only was he part of a hit rock and roll group, and not only did he manage some of the biggest names in the glory years of pro wrestling, (laughs) glory hole, (laughs) (laughs) also worked hard behind the scenes for both WWF and WCW, where he crafted many of the superstars' entrance themes. By his estimation, he wrote the entrance music for 23 wrestlers in the WWE and 101 in WCW. That's his estimation. I mean, it could be five and six. We don't know. Didn't WCW use all like ripoff theme songs? Uh, not back in the day. Okay. They did later on. Uh, some of his more notable musical contributions include Shawn Michaels' theme, Sexy Boy. A personal favorite of mine, the Rougeau Brothers with All American Boys. He did all of the Honky Tonk Man's greatest hits. The theme song for Demolition, which of course is a favorite of many. And that was sung by Rick Derringer. He also did the wedding song used for Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth's wedding, the Wolfpack music, along with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall's solo entrances, all of Buff Bagwell's stuff, Raven and his flocks theme, as well as all of the Nitro Girl music that they dance to. (laughs) That music definitely feels like Jimmy Hart. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, He's, I mean, he's definitely a legend, hands down, all around, everywhere. There's just no doubt about it. He's made stars. He's made hits. He's made leg slappers. So now let's snap into this week's token JRR. This week featuring JR. Loved him because he represented what they wanted to see more of. Not flips and flops and flies, the leg slaps, shit like that. I told somebody the other day at AEW, I said, I, I came in on my little trailer. I said, man, I'm ready to go this last Wednesday. And I said, I'm ready to go fall, uh, the, and they said, what do you, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm just sitting in my office all day, on my trailer all day, slapping my leg. I'm fucking ready, brother. <laughs> I am ready to leg slap my way to immortality. So, 
So why does he work you know, for a company he hates? Old man yells at Cloud. You know what I mean? He's just, <laughs> I just I picture him as Grandpa Simpson. He he loves it. He just doesn't like the wrestling. <laughs> I think he likes the paychecks. To be honest, <laughs> he likes having the house in Tampa. I think he really likes that. <laughs> the chair is comfortable. <laughs> yeah, he sometimes he just. Sometimes I feel like he should have a censored. Of all places for him to work, though, it shouldn't be AEW. He needs to be censored sometimes, I think. Sometimes, you know, I guess he's at a point in his life right now, and, and he's basically said as much. He'll just say whatever the fuck he wants, because what are they going to do? Fire him? The guy, the guy could live off mailbox money the rest of his life for sure. Plus, he got, uh, you know, his, uh, his line yeah. of barbecue sauces yeah. and everything. Making appearances. I mean, he, that guy can make more money in appearances than you and I will make in two years, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. plus, we all know, let, let's face it. I mean, he's admitted it. Tony Khan's a fanboy. He's going to keep JR on there no matter what JR said. JR could say that he hates all Middle Easterners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony Khan would be like, yeah, you know, we can be jerks sometimes. <laughs> so, so I think he's pretty safe. Um, but, you know, I guess it's also kind of cool. It's it's a very different feel from WWE where everything people say in any interview, as long as they're under contract to WWE, is such a political answer, is such a stock answer. And JR is just like, fuck it, I'm just going to say what I want, whether it pisses people off or not. And that, that is kind of refreshing. Yeah. Well, Pacey... Uh, uh. God, talking about refreshing, I think you should start this Savage Sentinel off with something that's extremely refreshing. Yes, on the whole, I find it satisfying. Tushy founder Mike Argarowl wrote a letter to Naya offering her a free bidet and a chance to become a brand ambassador for the company after her whole injury. The letter read as follows. Dear Naya Jax, I saw what transpired last night during Raw. My condolences to your whole. It looked like it hurt. To help ease some of your pain, I'd like to send you a free Tushy Spa 3.0 bidet to install. I imagine things are a bit tender up there right now, with lots of sensitive nerve endings. Wiping with a dry tissue may irritate and damage the area further. With a Tushy Spa 3.0, you can spray your bum with water. It'll help it feel cleaner, fresher, and healthier in no time. We can also send you a Tushy Travel, a portable bidet, perfect for people who poop when they're out and about (laughs) to have on hand in case you need it. And for as long as your pain persists. Lastly, we'd love for you to be a Tushy brand ambassador. And speak to the many features of our bidet offers that our bidet offers athletes. Let me know if you're interested in a free tushy and tushy travel. I'll send one to you ASAP. Cheers, Mickey. A growl. 
founder of Tushy. I never knew that I needed a travel bidet, but now I know I need one. Oh, no, you can't. It's only useful for athletes. <laughs> Why is Nia getting you know, one? For some reason, it just... That'd be great. She comes <laughs> out and she's got Tushy written across I her I just ass. feel like it's so... Uh, for some reason, the way the way he writes uh, lots of sensitive nerve endings just sounds creepy to me. I don't know. Maybe it's the way you read it. I'm not sure. Right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, no, that's how he wrote it. Lots of sensitive nerve I was there. endings. All right, Mickey. <laughs> good, uh, good for him. Good for Naya. Use this Naya. Sometimes you got to take these flukes and run with them. Third Once party. again, third party. <laughs> well, you know what? There's, there's. If Naya isn't allowed to do this, she's, she's probably gonna have some heat. She'll probably be hot, probably upset. But uh, she's not the only one in WWE because, according to Fightful Select, WWE officials reportedly held a major meeting, and it didn't go so well. That happened today, actually, the day we record, Friday the twelfth. Allegedly, many employees were told that they would not be provided promotions, bonuses, or raises this fiscal year. The meeting ended with several employees upset and left low morale for those who were present. Now, this is for employees from production, the WWE offices, and other departments. This is not con- uh, this does not consider the talent of the talent or wrestlers. So, this is strictly an office. Uh, freeze on raises. This has this doesn't affect the wrestlers' pay. There's no word yet on why WWE isn't providing raises or bonuses or promotions, especially considering that the company recently announced record high financial re- results for 2020. You know this because we discussed it at the top of the show. It's ridiculous. Management gets yeah, the fucking millions in bonuses. Gets the bonuses. Hardworking people. Down on, you know, the first level, second level. They don't even get a raise. We're cutting your pay. I like how it also says, like, they'll not be provided promotion. So, like, you can't even get promoted? Like, just everybody has to stay at their position? Like, But they fire people all the time, so who's filling those? You don't get promoted. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy, that was an exciting, crazy uh, Savage Sentinel. Woo! The news is just I is know. Crazy this it was week. so wow. savage. But it came, and it's gone. And pasty, now we're into our comings and goings. That's right, Fat Mac. Ring of Honor announced Tuesday that La Faction and Gobber Noble members have signed contracts. Ring of Honor World Champion Roosh and his brother, Ring of Honor Television Champion Dragon Ryu Lee, have re-signed while their father, Bestia Del Ring, inked his first contract with the company. Roosh debuted with Ring of Honor in December 2018 and has been pinned just once. He won the Ring of Honor World title back in February 2020. Dragon Lee debuted with Ring of Honor in September 2016 and has been TV champion since December 2019. Bestie arrived when helping Roosh retain his title over Brody King at Final Battle this past December. He's a veteran of over 25 years in the Mexico wrestling scene, and he yes. is the best 
in the ring. Hey, you know. Such a creative name. Sometimes you just have to say it as it is. <laughs> oh. Well, Pacey, there's more Ring of Honor news coming out here because Ring, uh, Ring of Honor also announced that Kenny King is re-signed with the company. No word on the terms of the deal as of yet, but King's first ROH run went from 2007 to 2012. He then returned in 2015 and has been with the company ever since. He's a two-time former Ring of Honor World Television Champion and a former Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion as well. I'm glad to see him re-sign. He is, he is such a great talent, and I think he can... He can help keep Ring of Honor in people's minds. Plus, he's a male stripper. Yes, you know? indeed. Cool. I love some Kenny King. <laughs> and then it was announced Thursday that Slex has inked new Ring of Honor contract. Slex has not competed at Ring of Honor in almost one year due to COVID-19 travel restrictions. Despite that, Ring of Honor noted that they remain committed to him and the rest of their international talent. Known as The Business, he signed with Ring of Honor in late 2019 and made his debut in February 2020. His last match came at Gateway to Honor on February 29th, 2020. As he teamed with the Briscoes for a six-man loss to Skrull, Gordon, and Brody King. Slex competed for the New Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah, and other promotions before joining Ring of Honor. Let's talk you know, about you know, hurt people, Fat Mac. Because we got a little bit of time. I just want to say they must really have a lot of faith in Slex because he wrestled there for less than a month. And they're like, you know what? We still think that he's valuable. Let's just, we've paid him for a whole year. Let's pay him some more. It's like, that's that's cool. Good for them. Well, you know what they say, Slex sells. And as for the hurt people, at least on a whole, after this week's Dynamite, Arn Anderson said during his Coach's Corner Post show that Rhodes, quote, dinged his shoulder during the tag team match that saw he and Lee Johnson defeat Cesar Bonani and Peter Avalon. The AEW medical team then confirmed that Rhodes suffered a slight tear of his left rotator cuff during the match and that his status was listed as to be determined. In an update, though, it was noted on Wrestling Observer Live that Rhodes is not expected to miss much, if any, ring time due to the injury. Rhodes reportedly suffered the slight tear while taking a suplex from Bonononi. Bononi? 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 Banana? Banana? Caesar. Cody's just afraid to fight Shaq. That's all this is. And I think Cody is a fucking idiot if he goes through the, with the match now with a slight tear in his shoulder because he's going to come off with more than that when he's facing somebody and who doesn't just, you know, wrestle. Yeah. God, can we see him do a top rope frog splash? Oh, and then his knees come down not, on Cody's that chest. That would not be good at all. Ooh. <clears throat> no. I don't think his ass would go nearly as high in the air as Snoop's did. <laughs> yeah, he is the he is the gold bond representative. Uh, <laughs> is your hole burning and itchy? Put a little gold bond on that thing. Powder it up like your mom did when you was a baby. 
Dustin Rhodes should sell gold Because it is dust gold from dust. gold bond. <laughs> gold dust. <laughs> ah. Shaul Guerrero has made the decision to withdraw out from her current advertised appearances in order to focus on her mental health. She opened up on her Twitter admitting... After a very scary mental illness crisis, I am no longer advised by loved ones and professionals to participate in high-stress events at this time. I deeply apologize to the fans who have been respectful and supportive of me and who continue to do so. I will be using this time to seek the help I need, reestablish my eating disorder treatment, and hopefully get answers and solutions to reach Good a healthy mental state. That's it's hard to take the steps yes, to try indeed. to get yourself better, especially on mental health, and it's even harder to talk about it. So it's it, it cannot be easy to be a prominent woman in wrestling. Have you heard oh, about this cra- stalker going after Alexa to kill Bliss? Her boyfriend or fiance? He is sick. He's yeah, sending packages to yeah. her home. And- so many posts and everything's documented and they can't do shit about it. And well, I mean, and it's not going to end I, well. <laughs> I have a hard time going on uh, <clears throat> any of the, the wrestling pages on Facebook or Twitter or any of those things. Anytime there's a post about a woman, I find it hard to go there because it always just goes to to sex right away. And it's like if it's a if it's a Nia Jax or if it's a Havoc or a Nevaeh. Or what have you? They're they're always just talking about how fat and gross they are and everything. And it's like, oh my god, these are some of the <clears throat> most beautiful women. They're they're obviously in shape. I mean, they're fucking just physical and and they just they just piss on them. It's 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 disgusting. So yeah, I agree. It's got to be so difficult being a woman in the wrestling world, even in twenty twenty one. It's getting better, but not mm-hmm. a lot. It's uh, it is getting better, but as as I feel like as as women's wrestling is more pushed toward the forefront, we're getting more of these crazies coming out and actually attempting things. And and I I worry like is that going to be the deciding factor in yeah, women's wrestling? Is is you know <clears throat> creepy ass wrestling fans? It's unsafe to have women's wrestling in the forefront. That's what I don't some, want. Some jerk in a red hat that's gonna ruin it for everybody you know that yes well, pasty, those two aren't good ah i mean of course the, the cody one isn't too bad but man we got two deaths to talk about this this time around both are actually um pretty big names but they both lived a pretty decent life so i, I feel some folks might not quite know much about them so we're, we're going to talk about their deaths, and we're also just going to give you a little, a, a teensy little uh, backdrop on, on their lives. <clears throat> First one that passed away at the beginning of the week, Leon Spinks. He died due to battle with prostate cancer. My hole! That was, those were his dying words. <laughs> those were his final words. I'm sorry. The 67 year old was a boxing legend having won the undisputed heavyweight championship after beating Muhammad Ali. Spinks's son, Corey Spinks was also a decorated boxer. Now, why are we talking about this decorated 
legendary boxer on our pro wrestling podcast. Pasty, let us know why. Well, while Spinks was best known for his boxing pedigree, he also participated in a number of professional wrestling bouts. Spinks' first foray into professional wrestling was in 1986, as he was defeated by New Japan Pro Wrestling's Antonio Ignoki. In an exhibition bout, he later faced Jerry Lawler in a USWA event in 1990 as well. However, his biggest stint in wrestling was in the Japanese promotion Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Spinks debuted in the World's Strongest Tag Team Tournament alongside Rufus Blackborn. He'd eventually moved to solo action where he defeated Tarzan Goro to win the promotion's heavyweight title. He'd later lose it to Atsushi Oneida. Spinks also, though, had memorable bouts with both Terry Funk and Sabu during his time in, M- in FMAW. That's a decorated individual. Both a boxer and a wrestler. Anybody who can defeat Muhammad Ali is oh, you damn right. Is a legend People right there. Cried when that happened. Cried. They cried. My whole <laughs> life is crumbling. <laughs> My whole right. bank account was lost on this gamble. <laughs> And, of course, you can't have a Sphinx without Rusty Brooks. Real name, Kurt Kosky. And he's passed away at age 63. Brooks underwent surgery a few weeks ago and had been dealing with some health issues. As of this recording, there's no word yet on Brooks' cause of death. He made his wrestling debut in World Wrestling Association against Steve Brody in 1982, a few years later after his WWE Brooks then signed with WWF. Brooks primarily worked as an enhancement talent. He wrestled several big names on WWF TV, such as Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake Roberts, Ricky Steamboat, and Junkyard Dog, of course losing to all of them. Brooks also wrestled in International World Class Championship Wrestling, Florida Championship Wrestling, and the NWA. He was also a trainer who operated two schools, Rusty Brooks Pro Wrestling Academy and the classic school of hard knocks. So, sorry to see both the men go on. You know, they lived longer than a lot of pro wrestlers who die, but that's still also young. Neither one even made it into their 70s. So, it's sad. It's sad to see them go. And uh, especially to such... Such little fanfare. I haven't heard much about it other than just like a like a, a one or two sentence statement fleeting by. So we gotta. I mean, we gotta show respect to uh, yeah. to the people that that laid the groundwork for pro wrestling. I feel. I know some people get bored by it, but me, I just I, I love knowing where it came from. I'm a nerd about it. Yes, indeed. And I'm also a nerd about the new, current pro wrestling. And pasty, nothing is more new and current than a 2002 started promotion, Impact, which is putting on their No Surrender show uh, this Saturday, perhaps, uh, perhaps shortly after you listen to this show. 
Looks like it's going to be yes, fun. Indeed. It looks like there's uh, some good stuff happening. It's a stacked card. There's a lot of matches going on. Makes me wonder how long. Oh. Just wait till we get to the main it's event, folks. Burner. It's going to blow your brain. It's a barn burner. Oh, <laughs> uh, Pacey. Uh... <laughs> it's it's a hole burner. Buddy. What are you talking about, buddy? <laughs> ah, I went and ate at Kidobo yesterday. Good stuff. Ooh, nice. Speaking of Kidobo and Pasty, we got a grudge match and no surrender. It's going to see Diener, the former Cody Diener, take on Jake something, the former Jake Diener, or Cousin Jake, however you want to do it. Ah. He's, I was wondering who Jake something was. Name. That he makes a lot of sense. He wants nothing to do with violent by design, which, by the way, is. is, is slowly becoming one of my favorite factions. Um, yes. I told you. Yeah, but Eric you know Young's going to win you over. It's not Eric Young. It's Joe more than anything, to be honest. I'm not a big Diener fan. Um, uh, I, I love, you know what? I love, I love him, Eric Young, doing what he's doing. I, I think this is his perfect spot. I think he's great as, a leader and he's great as not being a main eventer. He's just, I love Eric young. I've loved him forever. He's just not a main eventer. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Joe Doring, he's going to be the breakout. He's going to be the breakout guy. I'll tell you what. Oh, looking forward to this one. Uh, I think, I think Diener's <laughs> going to win though. They're all Deaners around here. But I know who you're talking about. The actual, yeah. Well, they're I not something Deaner. I, uh, his faction's going to get involved. It's a grudge match. I, oh, yeah. He, he has, they, they have to get, they have to get involved. They're the heels. Right? I think they, uh, I think they I think have so. To. Nonetheless, uh, lest. Nonetheless, I think I think the way that Cousin Last Jake has been abused, or, or Jake something now, has been abused and, and degraded, <clears throat> I feel like this is his time to, to make a stand to win, to overcome the obstacles of violence by design. And, uh... He should change his name to Jake Hager, <laughs> and then he's just not in wrestling anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jake something. I'm, I'm putting it out there. He just. I'm interested. Interested to see what he becomes. I, I love Impact because they're just like, yeah, we'll do this weird ass thing, and it's gonna be a fun ride. Right. And fuck you if it doesn't make sense. I I do love that. But Eric it does. Young is really. Know. He's he's really helping these two. He is really hairless, but he's also really helping. Really hairless. Too. You know, Diener isn't really a, a – actually, Joe Doring isn't a young guy either. He's been in Japanese making noise for a decade now. But these two guys who haven't gotten a prominent spotlight, he's putting them in the spotlight. I think it's really going to help both these guys' career to have Eric Young in their corner. Yeah, Definitely. Then we have a six-woman tag team match. 
seeing the team of Deanna Purazzo, Kimberly, and Susan versus ODB, Jazz, and Jordan Grace. Can we just stop? God, what a match. Sue Young is like the best multidimensional performer since uh, Cactus Jack. Sue Young, Susie, and Susan are all just amazing characters, and they're all so different from the last. (laughs) But none of them feel like her playing a role. Like, I feel like Susan is Susan. Susie is Susie. Sue Young is Sue Young. I just absolutely love her. With that being said, though, Pacey, I got to go old school here. I'm going with the ODB JJG, of course, ODB Jazz and Jordan Grace. I think this would be a great way for them to win. I know, of course, it's old timers coming in and and going over on the the up and comers, but God damn it, it's hard to go against this group. Oh, I know, and that's why my pick's the same. But I've named their yeah, faction the Big Bad Bitches, and I think they would approve. No, that is actually <laughs> awesome. I like that. Ah. Oh. So then we go from a six-woman tag to a six-person <coughs> tag here, Pasty. As the Decay, which is Crazy Steve, Rosemary, and their newest member, Black Taurus. Yes! Yes. Summoned from the gates of hell! Taking on Triple XL, AC Romero, and Larry D, along with Tanel Dashwood. If he ain't Rocky Romero, AC I really Romero don't looks like he ate Rocky <laughs> what? Romero and... <laughs> And uh, um, um, Rapungi 2K. 3K. Right. 7K. 3K. He ate them all. All the Ks. He ate Special K. He ate them all. All the Ks. <laughs> Feels good on the whole. Uh, God, I just... I'm so happy Decay is back. And Black Taurus is like the perfect stand-in... For abyss and and he does he fits the I'm role so right? happy i can't i can't live in a world where fucking darby allen doesn't wind up in this faction yeah well you know um do, have you seen their match i no, saw black taurus uh, debut in, uh, yeah Bola. Uh, uh, PWG's Battle of Los Angeles. God, was it 2015, 2016, 2017? God, time goes by so long. Um, Darby Allen took on Black Tarus in uh, in a in a bola match. Uh, uh, oh, Darby shit. won, believe it or not. <laughs> the tiny guy versus that huge guy, but it's a wow. bad, badass match. It may have been my first time seeing Darby Allen. Um, it, well, I, I can guarantee you, it was my first time seeing Black Tarus. Um, I mean, it, you know what? It's never bad to just go on YouTube and look up bola matches because the Battle of Los Angeles PWG has yeah. always been where some of the best in the world they they get found before they go anywhere else. And um, yeah, I think that same I think that same one had uh, the Lucha Bros on it also. Uh, uh in my fantasy world where Darby Allen yeah. joins Decay. Sting can't come with, or it'll be weird. It be it's like weird. the dad who lingers, you know? <laughs> Just hiding around the corner with a baseball bat, like, looking out. Oh, so I guess we fluffed them enough, Pasty. Who are we going with? 
And I say, who are we going with? Because of course I'm going with Decay also. <laughs> it's pretty pretty across the board here. I, I, I went out of the way to make sure we had some different picks, but, uh, you know, this, this is the way Impact rolls a lot, but it's good. It's fucking good content. Yeah, and if you're not watching it, there. you should be. They're just getting better and better and better. You know, and if it takes the next WWE guys to get you invested, <laughs> yes, of this course next we match have will help. Another tag match, this time just a, the typical four-person tag. But this one has Hernandez and Brian Myers taking on Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona. Of course, Brian Myers here, you know, is uh, yes. paying off Hernandez. Hernandez is kind of like the beer money, or not the beer money, ink, the uh, APA for him. <laughs> he, just, he just pays him to help him win matches. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Isn't that what pro wrestling is anyways? You get paid to win a match. Fuck it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this yeah. one, I mean, yep. he is the most, he is professional, the most wrestler. professional wrestler. Um, you can catch a ball with one eye. Um, this one, I think, is pretty split. I don't think there's a right or wrong. <laughs> My eye hole. I'm the eye hole, man. Um, this one I think is pretty split even. I think it could easily be either team. I I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I find myself well, surprised you chose I feel like there, what if you there chose. is an underdog, this team is the underdog, and I, I'm going to go with it. I'm going with Hernandez and Brian Myers. Um, these two are going to end up breaking off into a feud pretty soon. That's obvious. I don't know if it happens here or later, but it's like I, – I mean, any – I could see either team winning, honestly. I got to go with Edwards and Cardona because they got the size. I mean, Hernandez is big. Myers is not. Uh, and Myers obviously needs to pay people to do things for him. So he doesn't have what it takes. I don't know. Cardona's got a fucking He's godlike ripped. Ripped body. I think That's Brian Myers is bigger than Cardona, to be honest. Yeah, no, I would chisel him. Oh, I, I would chisel, chisel him out of, out of stone. I would <laughs> I would sculpt. I do think Brian Myers actually oh, has too. Yes. the uh, the size on Cardona. Chisel my whole. Not as, he's not as toned as Cardona is for sure. Eddie Edwards. Yeah. I just, I'm super impressed with like, the, it was like an instant tra- transformation with when he left WWE. Because I don't think he was, he was getting bigger towards his end in WWE. But when you saw him in AEW, it was like, holy shit. It was like, oh, what's his name? <laughs> I don't over again. Who's the feller from, from Three Man Band? <clears throat> Ginger Mahal, thank you. <laughs> Ginger Mahal. Yeah, or Drew McIntyre. He got bigger, too. <laughs> Heath Slater got huge. <laughs> oh, that'll be good. Um, a lot of multi-men matches. Hopefully we're, we're getting away from that on the next one, maybe. Oh, no, it's a triple threat revolver match for the number one contender for the X Division Championship. That's right. We're coming for you, WWE, you with your long match titles. It's a triple threat match with a revolver <laughs> hanging above the ring, and it only has <laughs> two bullets, and you've got to retrieve the pistol and murder. They see impact would never Two go contenders. so brow as to do an attempted murder angle. <laughs> they would never do that. That's just 
Definitely not like three no, weeks ago. No, basically the rules are here. It's a, it's a brand new style of match, at least for American audiences. It's a it, it's a triple threat all the way through. There's three people will start in the ring. Uh, it's basically a triple threat gauntlet is all it is. It's there's three people start in the ring. When one person submits or uh, gets pinned or DQ'd or whatever, then another person will come in the ring. So there will always be three people in the ring until it's down to the final three. And then it's still a triple threat match. It's just whoever ends up getting the win then wins. We don't we don't eliminate somebody else. That yeah, isn't that what I it's said? It's a triple threat gauntlet. It did too. No. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it it sounds somewhat confusing, but it sounds like it could be fun. Um, fun matches are fun. I think. I like uh, I like I like this. Lineup. This is this is like an all star uh impact wrestling. Yeah, we lineup. got uh we got Davari, of course, uh our homeboy, Minnesota grown. We got Suicide, who I'm not sure is playing Suicide right now. Off hat could be TJP. <laughs> Willie Mack, of course, Ace Austin, <laughs> who's, who's coming up. That's good. <laughs> Uh, Trey Miguel, who's really making uh, making moves. God, he's been impressive. Chris Bay, Josh Alexander, one of my favorites, and uh, up and comer Blake Christian, who I think is going to be a I think he's going to be a big name in in the years to come. He's he's a little green right now, but he, God, he's got so much potential. He's, he's the only one broke, I don't uh, know. Very young, very green, but uh, I could see him being a. Uh, Almost being a uh, an Evan Bourne, you know, like uh, or something like that. He's he's uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he has promise. I'm really excited to see Davari. It's always a treat. Uh, Ace Austin is just he he always impresses me, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him grow as a heel. Maybe even working some kind of a thing with uh, yeah. MJF. Either against or with, or or with and then against. And Trey Miguel right now is like the shit, bro. Same here. I'm so glad he didn't go to WWE. Oh, it's going to be so good what he can achieve now. I don't know. And Chris Bay is honestly yeah, probably yeah. my favorite in the match overall. Chris Bay has the it factor. He definitely has the it factor. Yeah. I love Josh. Josh Alexander. Alexander's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's well, he's, yeah. He's the North, right? One. Yeah. There's only one. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the not one dead one. North. No. And he's, he's alive. <laughs> we think. Oh no. What if, what if karate man well, you know, comes it's surprising Cause originally this match was announced as nine participants, which made sense. Triple threat. Three, three, three. Um, and there was a to be determined, and then they got rid of that. So I don't know if there's gonna be a, a, a surprise entrant or or not. Because originally they were, they were still waiting on one name, and then they just gave up that. So I'm not sure what happened, injury or just change in plans or what. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Who you got for this one? I'm going with Trey. I just think re-signing with Impact. I think he's got right. he's got to get a push now. You know that comes with the with the deal. Um, 
And it, yeah, like it'll said, be interesting just, to see if great. he made the right choice. We get to watch Trey on Saturday in this match, and then we get to see his old boys who are now MSK and NXT next week and see how uh, how they're used. But I, I'm going with Trey Miguel also. I think he's the one that's that's rising. Um, of course, I love Willie Mack. You can never count out Willie Mack. Suicide, they can do a million things with because he can be right. anybody. Yeah, I would love to pick Davari. Chris Bay, of course, Bay Bay, Ace Austin. Yeah, all of them other than Blake Christian, I think, could feasibly win this. But I think Trey Miguel's making moves, (laughs) man, and he's moving up the ladder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's just this whole era of of seriousness around him now, and it's just, it's it's kind of electric. It's the whole era. Yes. Now you've entered the whole era. (laughs) Well... Put that. Put this X on your hole, Fat Mac, because it's time for your X Division Championship picks. Will it be TJP retaining his gold, or will it be you know, Rohit Raj? For me, that split fifty-fifty. I know TJP just recently picked this up after uh, coming down as the semi-masked manic. <laughs> But Rohit Raju did such a great job as that heel champion. Yeah, he went from somebody I didn't know who he was to somebody I like really yeah, enjoy got, watching um, on a pretty regular Malabala basis. Shira with him, and I'm not a big fan of his either. I'm sorry to say, but he does add the muscle to to Rohit Raju, so there's always that. You know, you got to wonder how is he going to play a role in this. With that being said, though, I, uh-huh. I see TJP keeping it a little bit longer yet, but I, I, I this is like fifty fifty for me. It could have been a coin toss. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Because I was like thinking like, what if TJP is suicide and he's playing mind games with Rohit more? And so he drops the title to Rohit here, but then what wins the triple threat so revolver awesome. matches suicide <laughs> and then challenges Rohit. <laughs> just keeps getting fucked over by old TJP. <laughs> oh, very much. And that seems like an impact thing to do. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened. I don't know. It's this is gonna be fun. This is this has been a big build. I feel like this I, I would should be, I the blow should off, be the blow off. Right? For now. I, I love these guys together. I'd love to see them getting a feud later on yeah. down the line. But yeah, for sure this should be the blow off now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who you got? T T T T T J P I hop bitch. Next up, we have Pasty, what I think might end up being the match of the night, although there's some, God, so many good matches on here. But this one seems, uh, God, this one's going to be, <laughs> this one's going to be fun anyways. And we're, I think we're going to see the best out of these four that we've seen yet. This is a no DQ Texas Tornado Knockouts Tag Team Championship because they haven't had long enough names for matches yet. We see Fire and Flavor, of course, our girls, <laughs> Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, taking on Havoc and Nevaeh again, the two gals that they actually beat to become the interim of Fire and Flavor champions. This is... Uh, yes. But now the problem is you're exactly. in Havoc and Nevaeh's no playground. Both people in the ring at the same time. It's going to be fun. It's gonna be a fun match. Fire, Fire and Flava are smart. They're gonna they're gonna pull off some some stuff. 
But uh, I think Havoc you and know, Nevaeh no are taking it here. There's no way you can count out Havoc and Nevaeh here. Um, as you said, I mean, these girls are in their playground now. Havoc and Nevaeh can just be beasts. Uh-huh. And um, they definitely have the size and strength advantage. And I would, I dare say they, they have the um, the bloodlust advantage, the, the evil advantage. They, they got a little more of that. Uh-huh. I, this was a hard one for me to pick also, but I'm going with my heart. I feel like Fire and Flava should be the – they should set the bar for this brand – not brand new, but brought back Knockouts Tag Team Championships. So I want to see them pull it out. Plus, of course, the DQ, you know, the no DQ, sometimes that plays against the people that are that are bigger in it because the girls can use various objects to kind of level mm. the playing field. So so long as it doesn't come down to <laughs> handcuffs, I think I'll be okay. Yeah. I'm kind of tired about that right now. Oh, <laughs> we can definitely do without. But the next one. <laughs> there's a lot of, you know what? There's a lot of. No, this should be fucking, a really fun no, one. They got the whole roster on this show, I think, Pasty. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's funny because, like, every match I could see where, like, AEW could, like, come in. Like, uh, Nyla oh, Rose with true. Havoc and Nevaeh would be amazing. <laughs> there's so much good shit. I don't know. It's amazing. Then we have the World Tag Team Championship three-way. Yeah, buddy. Seeing the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson versus Private Parties, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn versus Beer Guns. Stupid fucking name. James Storm and Chris Saban. Their explanation of uh, James... They're like James Storm. He's the uh, he's a forty ounce beer, and Chris Sabin is a forty cal gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should call him forty something at this point. Yeah, it is a dumb name, but you know, it's not the first time they put two tag team names and just slapped them together. They should come out to ain't as good as I want. I wish to. Alex Shelley would get uh, healed up and come back because I, I want to see. I mean, I love I love James Storm all the time, but I, uh, I miss. Man, beer money, Bobby Roode, oh, James Storm. That's too, what needs I don't to think fucking Rude's happen. Doing anything? Is he? He's not on the. Is he on? Is he on no, the main he's roster? He's still in. Or is he in he's NXT? still signed. He is on the main roster. I don't yeah. know what they do. No, he's him. on the main roster. He's usually oh, palling cool. around with Dolph Ziggler Dolph doing Ziggler Healy Dastard shit. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, <laughs> no, no. I think this one. I, I think this one's pretty obvious, to be honest. Um, old Nick, except for his brother uh, Nick Nemeth. You know, he, he <laughs> if it wasn't for Dolph, I don't think he'd be an. Uh, th- yeah, this one again seems <laughs> obvious. There's this this huge story that's. Uh, one of the main stories for both AEW and Impact, which just makes it a gargantuan story, the Good Brothers are right front and center in that whole storyline. Good Brothers, I think, keep the, the the championship. Of course, Beer Guns just got brought into this. And I think they brought this in so that neither private party of AEW or Good Brothers of Impact have to lose, that they can just make this you know, a, a team that's semi-thrown together. Of course, they're tag team specialists, but thrown together, they can take the loss. So that's Put what it I on think James they're... Storm. I love James Storm. He yeah, deserves sorry better. About his damn luck. 
sorry. So I'm going about Good Brothers. Damn hole. On the whole. Yeah, yeah, it's the goodest brothers. They, of course, are some of the goodest. That brings us to the main event. Of course, Impact World Championship match. One of the most amazing men in pro wrestling today, Rich Swan, takes on one of the oldest men in pro wrestling today, Pasty's boy, Tommy Dreamer. Fuck. I almost feel like Impact actually listens to our show and they were like, Pasty said he has to go for him every time. Throw him in the fucking main event. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to fall on his fucking face and then he's going to scream, it's, my it's hole. Good shit, man. Uh, oh, man. I hate this. I love it. I love it. I hate it. Kenny Omega is going to be interfering in this. Obviously, that's why Tommy Dreamer's there, because why like- else would Tommy Dreamer be in the main event? Unless unless this is going to be a really shitty pay-per-view almost, and they don't expect anybody like to make it. This is actually just yeah. Tommy Dreamer's uh, birthday present from fucking Scott D'Amore and Don Callis, because he just had his birthday this week, and they're just like, oh, let's just give him a main event. <laughs> like the real main event, of course, is the Good Brothers anyway, so let, let's just throw him out there, let him have a little fun <laughs> uh, so I suppose we know who you're picking but just to make it official pasty why don't you uh, say I have I, I don't have a choice it's Tommy Dreamer <laughs> fuck I hate this and I of course uh, have at least a quarter of a brain if not more so I'm going with Rich Swan. holy shit what if this goes into where Mox inter- or not not Mox uh, Omega interferes and then it gets into uh, it's a, ends up being Rich Swan and Omega versus Tommy oh, Dreamer and John Moxley. They do because Tommy do. Dreamer and, and John needs, Moxley makes know, sense. Hardcore matches to have an even watchable match. He can't wrestle. He couldn't yeah. wrestle back in the tape. Yeah, and then you can have the breakdown of Kenny Omega and Rich Swan during that, that be, match too. I think I that like would that. be a lot. I'd, of fun. I'd pay to see that. So I might get a win here no, with Tommy won't. Dreamer. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Disqualification. That is, that is true. Disqualification <laughs> would, count as a win for my... you. So that is, there is always that. <laughs> no, but but, but you wouldn't have the but title. You still get the win. So that's not good. about who walks away with the title. We're talking about who wins. That has fucked over yes, many a vote for us in the past. It really has. And then Pasty. And then we're moving on to the tiebreaker. Go, 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 go. I guess you can call it. Does Don Callis and or Omega uh, interfere in the tag title match? You know, in any match. Should we go with that? Yeah. It doesn't have to be so specific. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because it could be. I think it's more likely to be the main event just because I don't see the. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking, I was just thinking, of course, the Good Brothers storyline and everything. But once you started talking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they actually could. uh, so, yeah, just do they interfere in any match? Um, I'm going to go on record and say no. They do not interfere because they're good, upstanding, <laughs> professional folk who would not do that. No, never. Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm going to say yes. They're going to fucking interfere. They have to. <laughs> 
My question is, will this be the, the, the moment where we see more than just Kenny Omega you come like over Private from Party? AEW? Matt that would Hardy? be nice. Well, the, the, <laughs> he really Matt is, Hardy though, is he? impact. Shut like, up. You know how there's people that you just always think of as <laughs> WWE really, guys yeah. no matter what? Matt Hardy is like, yeah, he's an impact guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually. You mean like Jeff Hardy? <laughs> yeah, Matt Hardy is a... This is a good role for him uh, right now. I'm enjoying this, this Matt Hardy. The man's good at reinventing himself. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. he's good. Him and Jericho are probably he two really of the is. best at it. Of all time. You know, he, yeah, he knows how Jericho to play his strengths, amazing. at least. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fat Jericho. I, no, I, I love Fat Jericho. Music, don't get me wrong. Him. I don't even dislike his music, but fucking Judas is just awful. And I just love how you can tell, like, which people in the audience are, like, workers and family members because they're the ones singing Judas when he comes out. And I'm like, nobody, nobody's really fucking singing that song. <laughs> uh, Whole arenas were. were before COVID started. <laughs> oh, Piped in. So that took is it from uh, a Fozzy concert. That's looking to be a promising pay per view. Impact, no surrender. I mean, it's it's going to be making news. Going to be making headlines. We know something's coming of it. It's Maybe, the most fun you're going to have all weekend. Looks really good. I am lost in any storyline, and there are a couple people I don't know who they are. But damned if if everybody involved doesn't look like it's going to make for great matches. So. Um, We'll just start it out, Pasty. We got the Women's Dusty Rhodes Classic Tag Team Finals, which sees the amazing team of Dakota Kai and, and Raquel Gonzalez. I love them two together. Facing uh, two of my personal favorite solos, Ember yes. Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Now, of course, this, as well as the men's yes, that's indeed. coming up, of course, they uh, if you win this, you become, well, I, I don't know that you become number one contender, but you get a shot for the NXT Tag Team Championships or I don't know. Is there an NXT women's tag team? Do they have a women's tag team? They just get a cup? I think it's just a cup. Let me look this up because all of a sudden I, yeah. I was like, because I thought it was for, uh, maybe it's just the men's that's for that. Um, go ahead and, let me, let me, uh, oh yeah, I already said who was there. This is a hard one to call. It really is because these are four outstanding talents. Um, I had to deliberate pretty hard over this one, but I feel like Ember Moon deserves it the most out of the four, and therefore she's bringing Shotzi with her. Um, I'm going I, Black um, Moon. I, of course, was going off to thinking that there's a tag team championship match in the future, but nonetheless, whether there is or isn't, um. I know they they just WWE at least on the main roster knew, did not know what to do with Ember Moon, but I feel like NXT that's her place to be. She should be a solo act. Uh, Shotzi, oh my God, you cannot tie her up in a tag team. She she has charisma oozing out of her helmet. Um, so I don't want them two to win. Oozing out of the hole. I don't, I don't want them to win I don't want them to be pigeonholed as a tag team. And as I said, I just love the uh, the viciousness and this 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 evil pairing of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. So I'm I'm going with the Dak and Rack connection, baby. 
There you go. Really? You, you know, can't. either way, you can't go wrong. Uh, let me see. Does it say anything about what happens if somebody wins? Uh, well, that doesn't. Go on to the next one. I'm still doing a little research here. All right. Then we've got the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. Seeing the freshly minted team of MSK, of Nash Carter, and Wes Lee. Yes. Stands the rascals. Now. At least the um, two lesser I just did a little research them. here, and the the winners of the Dusty Women's Tag Team Cup Championship match for people. Um, it's correct. the WWE Women's correct. Tag Team it's Championships, isn't it? Because it goes to all two brands. Yeah. So, uh, so both do come with a shot at, at the championship. So that's awesome. That is good. Um. And MSK is taking on grizzled young veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson. Take your shoes off if you hate Gibson. Shoes no, these are off. These UK guys, right? What's the shoes off thing? Am I missing Yes, something? I do believe so. I don't know. That's just what the crowd sings at him over in UK. If is you it? hate cool. Gibson, shoes off. Oh, if you hate more, Gibson, shoes folk. off. come up with the funny yeah. shit. They can chant anything. They, they, they come up with the chants, man. We suck. Oh, we, we suck, suck at, at chants in America. In America. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> um, you know, I know that the grizzled young veterans actually have been pushed hard, and that they are—they're two uh, apparently really good wrestlers over in, in the, the UK scene. And I—I I don't know if they're coming over to NXT. I don't know what you call it, NXT US or whatever, main full time. <laughs> should I think <laughs> it should but, be called that, right? I mean, if you guys took the amazing rascals from Impact and took them away from me, you better fucking push MSK to the moon because these guys deserve it. With their fucking debut, the way they came what in on do? NXT, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't they have to win. Just. <laughs> Badass you shit. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just came in and did shit, West, man. No, like, no, they were flying around, but they like it. It was almost like they stopped midair and freeze oh, there nature. for a second before they snap yeah, and do their moves. Um, like they're on the top of like their fucking game. stuff. They're good at those hesitation moves. They really are. Yeah, and I just loved the way some of these people can control their it's bodies like amazing. that. So yeah, I'm going MSK all the way. I don't, I don't know that they've said what MSK stands for, or even if it does stand for anything. It, it may not. I don't know. But uh, murder slash kill, no. Uh, but I'm going MSK, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely going. This should going be good MSK. though. This might be the match of the uh, night. I think so. I think so. I'm like, very like I said, every fucking one. match on here though, I could see stealing the show because NXT still to this day has some <laughs> of the best talent ever anywhere. Um with that being said, next match, NXT North American Championship, Johnny Gargano taking on the time splitter himself, Kushido. I can't believe it's been this long and this hasn't happened already. It's going to be a this is going to be a long match, I think. 
This is amazing. <laughs> this, this is going to be a... <laughs> yeah. 45 maybe minutes, a maybe a little excessive of that. Oh, yeah. Really, 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 really looking forward to this one. I'm... <laughs> I hate to do this, but I'm you know gonna say Kashida beats Gargano. Just to be honest, yeah, old Gargolanus is a big heel. It's now. a it's a shame means that, he's made um, to lose. That the forbidden hole isn't wider than it than it is, because um, I would love to see Kushida win right. the uh, NXT North American Championship, Moxley retain the U.S. Championship, and then have Kushida representing North America taking on Moxley representing the U.S. in Japan. I, that'd just be fun, I think. Hey, I'll put Kenta anywhere. You can anywhere, get Kenta in, in there, too. With that being said, um, I'm going with uh, <laughs> Mr. Hole Wrestling Johnny Gargan Hole. Too much hole. Can you have too much hole? <laughs> I mean, if, yeah. I, I don't I know. know if you can have too much hole. You can have not enough well, sausage. You've been talking to my lady friends, haven't you? <laughs> uh, no, this is amazing. This this should be the main it, event. I mean, almost. that's a main event anywhere in the world. <clears throat> it's tantalizing, and I know I'm going on a limb picking Kushida, but I think he deserves it. And 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 I love Gargano, oh, yeah. but he's, he's always a, he's be already a two time North matches. American champion, right? <clears throat> Didn't he? Didn't he lose it to Keith yeah, Lee and win it Yeah, two or back? three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or he got it when Keith Lee won the NXT Championship because oh, he gave up the but didn't North he lose American it to Championship, Keith and there was another match. Around that. Okay, and then he won it after. Keith yeah, he Lee lost it to Keith Lee, it. Okay, and then cool. Keith Lee. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Uh, but but but, but then we've got. The three-way for the NXT Women's Championship match, seeing your champion, Io Shirai, versus Tony Storm, versus Mercedes Martinez. Talk about talented Holy women. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. It, awesome. it does it's get awesome. better the whole time. And, um, yeah, it's great. And I think we're both going to think outside of the box here a little bit. I think Io Shirai is kind of... Uh, She's had it for a long She's time, had it. but I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really went for the underdog on this one, and I, if she does win, I don't think she's going to hold it long. I don't know. I really don't know how WWE feels about her after the um, the whole retribution debacle. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on what WWE is thinking, but because she's been one of my favorite females for over a decade and has accolades up the hole, I may say. I'm going to go with Mercedes Martinez. I don't think that the WWE audience has got to see her at all. And I think, um, I think she can help bring some of these young women up. Really? She's a veteran. Well, you know, fat Mac who wrestling fans have seen a whole lot of (laughs) my pick, Tony storm. It's a triple threat. I think it's easy. Eke it out. I think she's your most viable next NXT women's champion, at least until Blackheart's ready for it. I think we've all expected her to win it a while ago. 
Well, she just came over, though. You know what yeah, I mean? She was in NXT Fortnite, UK before. She? I thought she had. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they had like the clash of the world. I know she was NXT UK Women's Champion, and um, yes, and they seem really behind her. So yeah, I can see that. Um, Mine is definitely a dark horse, but you know what? I like a dark hole. I like Mercedes Martinez. Don't don't get me wrong. She was she was. I was gonna pick her, but I'm like you know, yeah, Tony Storm can get it here, like and said, it makes a lot of goes. sense. And I think it any of these three women could. And to be fair, any yeah. of these three women will represent it amazingly. I feel. Yes, very very much so. This is this is gonna be good. It's this whole show is gonna be good. I, I mean. It's going to come out that the fucking Impact pay-per-view is the funny Maybe, version of this pay-per-view, But that's okay, because that's not what NXT has been about, you know? I mean, they have their different... It's okay. That's what's great. I mean, right. that's, that's what's great about being a wrestling fan right now. You can pick and choose what you what you enjoy, you know? And obviously, there are a ton of people that enjoy the, the uh-huh. Raw and SmackDown product, and that is awesome. That's good that they have that, and they have such access to it. There's people like us, you know, that, that love all this other stuff, Um so, it's good. I think it's good, man. It is. It is really good. This this card though is so stacked. It's got me a little deflated on the main event. Like you know, this I, is almost the match I, I, I care the agree, least about. But if they go completely, uh, if Finn Balor busts out the uh, well, let, let before I start talking, let me know what the fuck it is. We of course got the NXT <laughs> Championship match that's got to close out the show. Finn Balor. The former Prince Devitt is defending his title against the bruiserweight Pete Dunne. And um, I think if Balor busts out his New Japan strong style and Pete Dunne does his UK strong style, that this could easily be match of the night. Um, Red chests, bruises, just stiff, hard shots, broken jaws. Broken jaws. Everything. I mean, this could end up being <laughs> broken fingers. Uh, what what Jr. would call a hole. I mean, slobber knocker. Sorry, <laughs> it's a hole. It's a hole. It's a hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sassafras. Um, but I, I, you know, this one again could go either way because Finn Balor doesn't need the championship. Like it is kind of like what you said about Johnny Gargano. He's gonna always be no. there, and he's gonna be. He's always going to be a main event level guy, even if he's in the second match of the night. And Pete Dunne, it's hard to say he doesn't deserve it. And his matches are always fun to watch, always entertaining. But I'm I'm sticking with Balor. Um, maybe just because he's the bigger name. I don't really know why. All right, no, I'm not. No, okay. you're not. That's why I was confused. I'm reading your stuff. It's your, oh, you <laughs> I have lost on what we're doing. I didn't think that made sense, so thank you. Basie, who do you got? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. The show's over, folks. God damn, I guess I ruined I the Bella. whole show. And I mean the whole show, the show about the whole. I ruined it. Fuck. We're changing the name of the podcast to the whole show. <laughs> the, Let's call it the, the whole retail. damn show. <laughs> Uh, pasty. So uh, we got the NXT championship match, Finn Balor defending his championship against Pete Dunn. Uh, what do you think, buddy? What's your opinion? I think, um, 
I think God, I think Champa should be in this match too. That'd be hard. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Holy shnikes! <laughs> it would be. <laughs> and then also, you still have that Edge was on NXT. Like, oh, I could take Balor's title, and so maybe that happens here. I don't think it does. I think it's got to be Edge versus Reigns at Mania. What if he becomes uh, two belts, Edge? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they open the forbidden <laughs> door even wider. <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Edge for all the gold oh. would be fucking amazing. Although, although, like, I don't know how it would have to work, but you'd have to beat Edge and oh, then yeah. the final boss, Triple you H. You know boss. what I mean? You gotta. The, yeah. the, the thing about final bosses is you always gotta find that one weakness, and and you gotta go for the nose on Triple H. It's the nose, because on the final boss, it's always the biggest thing that sticks out. So it's the nose. Right. <laughs> yeah. The holes. And the two holes attached to it. The nose holes. <laughs> uh no, this is this is gonna be it's gonna be fucking stellar takeover. I think. I hope I'm not setting the bar too high. We probably are. Because they have I'm, let us we down probably recently. setting it too high, especially since we don't know the storylines going in, but still. Mm. But that always makes it more fun, I think. Well, Just for picking by it, how yes. you would For watching it. it, sometimes it can take away because you don't know what's going on. But <laughs> WWE is usually good at doing right. it. Right, yeah. Yeah. That, Thank <laughs> God for WWE's right promo package. Yeah, they're good at that, so. They're be- they're probably best at that than any other wrestling show out there. So who you got? Yeah. Uh, going with Balor, I I think because I love Pete Dunne. I'm I love the matches he's in, but I still haven't seen him do things of note that tell me he needs to be the champion right now. I still think he's got some climbing. You know, I I agree with you. Um I don't disagree, but as I started explaining and then I was reading stuff and I had to un- try to unexplain where I was going. <laughs> it's fucking long day. <laughs> Finn Balor's a lot like Johnny Gargano. I don't think he needs the title. I think that, uh, you know, he, he's a main eventer no matter what. And, um, and Pete Dunn again, always exciting matches. He's he, I mean, Balor is also, but Pete Dunn is, is your stereotypical uh, NXT champion kind of. It's all it's all about work rate, and of course, again, yes, with uh-huh. Finn Balor, it's all about work rate as well. No, no doubt about it. But I can see Finn Balor uh, elevating Pete Dunne, doing doing the honors, helping build a young guy. Not even a young guy; he's been in the business for quite a while as well. But um, I say put the gold yeah. on Pete Dunne. You know, I mean, hey, you can put it on Tony Storm in the three way, like Phantom, or like fucking hey, I don't know. It's, it's past my bedtime, <laughs> folks. It's past my bedtime. Phantom might want Tony Storm to win. I don't know. <laughs> it's my By a whole hour. hour. Uh, as Pasty, you guys can't have the same P in your name. I know they don't even come out the same way, but you have you both have too much P in you. Then he can change Pasty. it to an F. I can't do that. <laughs> um, you could have, you know, it could be the UK movement, and they could actually kind of use that in a storyline with the <clears throat> the whole UK movement and the grizzled young. That's well, what I was then the grizzled, say. grizzled young, young veterans, veterans have to win, win and 
take that and there could be a hole a hole then you gotta bring in walter and ah. you bring in walter and it gets messy on the show but it always bothers me that they don't call him by his uh the way they do in uh wxw yeah the the german walter Walter. i I just think walter sounds way better like it sounds really german like Walter, like Walter, just sounds like the yeah. guy across the street that you wave at, yeah. you know, when you're taking your garbage out. Yeah, but Walter, <laughs> I, Walter. <laughs> I am Walter, and I come to destroy you. Yeah, that's fine. That's burn the Druze. We'll just we'll just rewind it a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, but but also looking at this match, I have to think. Who is NXT really grooming to be your next champion? Because I don't see Pete Dunne no, holding it for long. Finn if he Balor has... isn't going to be the face of NXT either because he's, he's but... had his time. So, so where are you going with this? Uh huh. Well, Karrion yeah, Cross is the next guy, and 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 if it's got to be him, then it's got to be Balor, right? Because it's got to be the two dark forces. Because Pete Dunne and Karrion Cross doesn't, doesn't make a damn, make bit, a of damn sense. bit of sense. And I, I mean. It does, but no, no, he doesn't. But the problem is, the other one got called Which up to one? the main roster. Or uh, the Bo uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punishment Martinez. Punishment <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So now it has to be carrying across. Mm, I hope not. <sighs> but still. Um, yeah, nonetheless, I think both shows, I think this is going to be a great weekend for, for wrestling. I might actually be uh, excited. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's hard to, to sit through two shows for a whole weekend. It's cool because it's been a good it week has. in it TV really, really for has. wrestling. And Pasty, uh, we can't we can't let this go without busting out the old tiebreaker. Um, there's been talk online, and plus, uh, I don't remember which NXT guy tweeted something out, but there was a mention about Gargano not being able to make it to the show. Uh, I don't know if it was injury. I don't know if it was uh, illness, family matters, travel. Not sure what the deal was. But, uh, yeah. but Storyline. As of uh, a couple hours before we started <laughs> recording, I didn't do due diligence and check at the moment. And maybe I'll check real quick here. But uh, he's that match has still been listed. As happening, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the the tiebreaker as does the match happen? Does I mean it's listed as happening, but there's been all this talk about it not happening. Of course, this last year matches can change on a dime. Who knows what the fuck's happening? And um, yeah, that whole year. I mean, like in the last twelve months, you know what I mean? The whole. Uh, yeah, Johnny Gargano and Kushida still listed. So, Pasty, what do you think? Does this match happen? Was it, uh, was that, uh, you know, was it a, was it a work or was it a shoot that he's not going to make it? I think it's a work. Gargano's a so heel. He's going to be it's... there. <laughs> yeah. He'll like probably it. jump Kushida. You so know? I'll go with no. Um, Gargano. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, good way it's to gonna be a, a good fun way, weekend. as you said, to cap off a good week in pro wrestling. 
And the perfect build-up yes. to Valentine's Day. Pasty sure does love the VD. Yes, I do. Didn't we name one of our sure Valentine's episodes something about from. VD? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Love me some uh-huh. VD. With that being said, folks, make sure to... <laughs> and this Valentine's Day episode is titled My Hole. Um, with that being said, folks, make sure to uh, slap your legs and uh, take care of your hole. Of course, for Beef Sticks Podcast, I am Fat Mac. I'm pasty. Love. Spread it like cancer. Spread it like that hole before you use your tushy bidet portable. Available at when you're at the movie theater. Yes, not a sponsor, but if you buy one, buy me one and tell them we sent you.